Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Growing up, I didn't have the most conventional family life. Um, But one thing I think we had in common with a lot of families is we tried our best to have dinner together every night. And anyone with older children knows that it becomes harder and harder to keep sort of the perfect intended form of this tradition as the children grow older. Extracurricular activities and social obligations, they often pull us away from dinner time. And right when I turned 18, I moved out. I don't recommend this. I thought I was ready to strike out on my own. And that was the last time, for a long time, that I'd have a good home-cooked sit-down family meal. Because I learned rather quickly that it's much harder to put together a decent meal when you're on your own. Survival has a way of becoming more important than the ritual. But like any clever young adult, I would find excuses to come home because I knew I would be fed. What's real? Any time I would go home, whether I was hungry or not, I would be fed. I'd walk in and my mom would ask, have you eaten yet? And I'd say, yeah, we just had some dinner with my friends. And she'd say, great, I'll make you a sandwich. (laughs) And in today's gospel, Christ tells us about a man who has prepared a great meal, but not just any meal, a great banquet. He says, the man invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for all is now ready. And so on a purely historical level, Christ is referring here to the Jews, who throughout all of history had been invited by the prophets and the forefathers who we celebrate today. And there Christ is, standing in front of them, his entire time on earth, a testament that all is now ready. And Christ is pointing out that many of the Jews throughout history, and even those who witnessed him firsthand, rejected him. But this rejection of God goes way back beyond just the Jews. It goes back to the very first humans ever created. I mean, what better banquet could there have been than that garden? We know that story. They rejected God and, in a manner of speaking, decided to strike out on their own. Where once there was dependence and communion, family, mankind now looked to itself as the source of its own prosperity. And this distortion, this kind of inversion of things, rippled out into all of creation. And this parable is so iconic of how that distortion played out. First, a man declares, I have bought a field, a piece of earth, one of the first things ever created. And this man says a portion of it is now his. The very dirt from which the man was formed, he now dares to say is somehow more important than the creator who formed him. And then another, I have bought five yoke of oxen, Livestock, beasts of the earth, 
given at creation for man to have dominion over, now dominates the man. And finally, the woman, given by God as a complement to man, to be his helpmeet, that together they would be stewards over all creation, is now used as an excuse. These created things, once blessings for our salvation, are now the idols that supplant the Lord in our hearts. But to this parable isn't just a parable. We are actually called to a real meal with real food. In the Gospel of John, Christ said to his followers, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And when the Lord said this, he wasn't just speaking in a parable. And just like the excuse makers in today's parable, many of his followers actually left him because of that saying. And he even directed a question to the twelve. Do you also want to go away? And of course we know that incredible line, Peter said to him, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so if only we had that kind of faith, Instead, we make up all kinds of excuses. We say, we can't come to a banquet. We've got better, more important things to attend to. We're on our own now. Life is hard out here, and we need to get to work. We're facing very real problems, and we need solutions. And over time, we become so desensitized to that invitation that eventually we don't hear it anymore. Where once we were the king's most honored guests, but now... Because it's hard out there on our own, now we're poor and maimed and blind and lame. But here's the good news. And as the angel said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. There is a great supper waiting for us back home. And it's not just any food offered to us. The Lord gives us himself to eat. He offers us his own life so that we might participate in him and become him. We have a place set for us at the king's table. The master of the feast, our Lord and Savior, sits on the throne at the head of the table, at his right hand, his mother, and she, with all the saints throughout the time, beg us to join them. Take heart, because that invitation is still good. The Lord is doing all he can to get us to hear it. And he shouts to us, no matter how far we've strayed, all the way out even to the highways and the hedges to tell us that the banquet is still going on and that there is still time to respond. And in just 10 days from today, the angels will declare, come for all is now ready. And it is the nativity of Christ that is the nullification of that distortion. It is the proper restoration of all that's been twisted. And I believe the church wants us to see that today. And if you look at the icon, we have a very big icon there on the side of the nativity. If you look at it, there are three things right in the center. Earth, livestock, and a woman. So, like the shepherds keeping watch over the flock, let us now go to Bethlehem. Glory to Jesus Christ. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, 
visit us online at st-philip.net.